Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila hill Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Fish Food Podcast. If you are joining us this week, we are in week two of our series called Beyond the Numbers. So if you haven't heard the first episode on your profit and loss, go back and grab that before you come here, because I think it'll really be a good primer and introduction to what we're going to talk about today, which is the balance sheet. So to recap on Beyond the Numbers, I really want to talk to you about financial statements and documents that you are going to run into and run in your business and how to go beyond the numbers of just looking at what's on those statements to really understand how they impact your business and the decisions that you'll make around running it. Today, we're going to talk about your balance sheet. And at its very base level, your balance sheet is going to tell you what you own and what you owe. It serves as an overall picture of your business financially on a specific date. So when we contrast that with the P&L or the profit and loss statement, that is going to cover a period. It's going to tell you how much you earned and spent over the course of a month or a quarter or a year. Your balance sheet is zeroing in on a specific day, and we'll get into that more in a bit. Today, we're going to cover what's included on the balance sheet, a breakdown of what those accounts mean, and then we're going to dig into what you can learn from the balance sheet and how you can use it to make strategic decisions for your company. So let's dive in. All right. So like I said at the top of this episode, your balance sheet is going to show your assets and liabilities at a specific point in time. Now, you may be wondering, what are my assets and what are my liabilities? Your assets are what you own. So this is going to be your bank account, inventory if you have it, accounts receivable, and then your liabilities are going to be what you owe. Credit cards, business loans, anything that you owe to somebody else, bills that are outstanding. On the side of your liabilities, you're also going to have owner's equity. And for most of our clients, because you are very small businesses with one owner, this is going to be your owner's draws and personal expenses. So where you take money out of the business to pay yourself or to pay for personal expenses that accidentally got charged to the business. And owner's investments, times where you are injecting cash flow into the business directly from other sources of your income. And let's go over what it shows and what it doesn't show. So we talked about on the last episode that the profit and loss statement is showing you revenue and expenses. So it is showing all of the income that came in for the work that you did and everything you spent in order to run that business. Your balance sheet isn't going to show you that. But what it is going to show is your cash position. How much money do I have in the bank at a specific time? How much do I owe on a business credit card or a bank loan um, on a specific date? And up to this point, how much have I contributed or withdrawn as an individual from my business? All of these are going to show up for you on your balance sheet in a way that they don't on your profit and loss because it's really showing your cash position. And we're going to dig into exactly what all of that means. But first, let's talk a little bit about your chart of accounts on your balance sheet. Now, I already mentioned a couple of things that you're going to see on your balance sheet, but let's dig into those a little bit, starting with assets. Now, just like liabilities, there are current assets and long-term assets. 
Typically, the breaking point is a year. So current assets are um, due to be or available to be used within a year. Long-term assets are typically going to actually pay out to you over a longer period. That'll be the difference between, say, a bank account and a car. The first thing that you need to know about your chart of accounts is that it is changeable. So when you first get an accounting system, they're going to give you a default chart of accounts, and that may or may not include accounts that you're going to use. Specifically for professional service providers, you're going to be able to get rid of accounts that you don't need, like inventory if you don't sell any goods, and also things like accumulated depreciation on long-term assets. So if your business doesn't own a car or a building or something big that needs to be expensed over time, you're going to be able to get rid of those off of your balance sheet, which makes it a bit cleaner and easier overall for you to read. So back to your assets. The main one that you are going to see here are your bank accounts. This is your checking account, savings accounts, any business accounts that you have. Hopefully you have connected them directly to your accounting system so you don't have to do any manual work. But what we're going to start with is an idea of what you need in terms of bank accounts. We typically recommend two to three. So the first account that you're going to have is a checking account for operating expenses. This is essentially where all of your money comes in and then it goes out to pay for everything that's showing up on your P&L that it costs to really run the business, right? The second account that we recommend, typically a savings account, is going to be your taxes account. And we recommend this because we think that it's really important from a mindset perspective that you see your tax money, money that's going to be gone to estimated taxes and annual tax payments in a separate account. What we ultimately want is that that operating account is actually money that's available to use. And as you know, that tax money already belongs to somebody else. And so we want that to live somewhere else as well. Finally, when you get to a place where there's extra we really want you to have a savings account for the business. And typically we recommend that you put one to three months of operating expenses into your um, operating account. So your main checking account is usually going to hold one to three months of expenses for you. And then your savings account is going to hold three to six months. Those are just boundaries that you can kind of use as baselines. Overall, it's all dependent on your risk tolerance and how much it feels comfortable for you to have in an account. Uh, for me, I tend to hoard money, so I'm trying to be at the top level of that. But we have clients who say, if I have one month in operating and three months in savings, I have confidence in my ability to earn enough money over time to be able to replenish that. So I'm not worried about holding as much there. It may also be a way for you to keep current assets, right? So the money that's in your direct bank accounts, separate from your long-term savings, like retirement accounts and mutual funds, anywhere where the money is expected to live for a longer period, especially if that's individual to you and not a business account. The next thing that you're typically going to see in your balance sheet is accounts receivable. Now, quick side lesson. Accounts receivable is typically going to show up for you if you report on an accrual basis. And if you're wondering the difference between cash and accrual, we got an episode on that. But quick recap, Cash basis means that you record income when it's received and expenses when they're paid. So it doesn't matter when you send an invoice or when you get a bill, you don't record income or expenses until cash exchanges hands. 
Accrual means that you record income when it's accrued or um, when it's earned. So when you send the invoice and expenses when they are incurred. So when you receive a bill, regardless of when money actually exchanges hands. This is why accounts receivable is typically only going to show up when you're on an accrual basis because it means that I am waiting for money to come to me as opposed to a cash basis where I know that I'm not even going to record it anyway until money hits my account. Accounts receivable shows you how much people owe you, how much you have in outstanding invoices that you're waiting to be paid on. This is really important and we're going to talk about why later in this episode. So we're going to leave the asset side and we're going to jump to the liability side to talk about what you might commonly see there. The first are business credit cards. So if you have a business credit card that has a balance, this is going to show up on the liability side of your balance sheet, really just showing you on a specific point in time how much you owe on that credit card, which can really give you a sense of cash flow, right? So if I have X amount of dollars, say I have $5,000 in the bank, but I owe $12,000 on my credit card, we really want to be aware of that distinction and being able to see the difference between what I actually have in my pocket or in my bank account and what I know is going to need to go out over time. Some other liabilities that you might see are payroll liabilities. So if you have employees, including yourself, and you are running payroll, every time you all get paid, automatically taxes are being withheld and kind of being held in a parallel universe from you, right? They're not really owed to the IRS and the state yet, and so they're being held on your behalf, creating a liability that you have to send out at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, depending on your filing responsibilities. So think of your payroll liabilities as kind of a holding place until that money has to go out. Another liability that you might see show up, doesn't happen a ton for our clients, but happens a lot for entrepreneurs overall, is sales tax. Remember, sales tax isn't income or an expense. You're a pass-through. You collect it from a customer, and now you have a liability because you need to give that back to the state, again, on a monthly or quarterly basis, depending on when it's due. So liabilities are amounts that you owe. You might owe them now, you might owe them later, but it is money that doesn't belong to you that needs to go somewhere. If we look at the balance sheet as having to balance, you have assets, the total of assets must equal liabilities plus owner's equity. That's accounting 101, so I just gave you college credit. You're welcome. So if we talked about assets and we talked about liabilities, the side that has liabilities on it also has owner's equity. And more often than not, owner's equity are owner's draws and owner's contributions. Let me give you some examples. Owner's draws are when you're not on payroll and you withdraw money from the business. That's not an expense, right? That money is ultimately taxed to you as profit, as part of your profit, so it's not another taxable event. It needs to live on your balance sheet. You also, if you accidentally make a payment directly from your business bank account for a personal expense, that's also an owner's distribution. All of these are monies that you are taking out as an individual from the business. And the flip side of that are owner's contributions. Let's say that your business needs a cash infusion. It needs a little bit of an allowance. When you give money to your business, that's not revenue. Wherever you got it from, it was already taxed. Whether you have a W-2 job or some other kind of income, it got taxed in another area. And so in order to make sure that it's not double taxed in your business, it shows up as an owner's contribution on your balance sheet. Again, college credit, y'all. You're welcome. What you want to do on a monthly basis, hopefully, but no less infrequently than a quarterly basis, is look at your balance sheet and just make sure that it makes sense. Now that you know that it should reflect how much is in your bank account, how much you are in your credit card or loans, and how much you've given or taken from your business, do a gut check on a monthly basis to make sure that those make sense. 
Also, do your reconciliations. You want to make sure that the ending balance of your bank account and your credit cards and your loans, what is on your statements from the bank or from the lending institution matches what's on your balance sheet. It's going to be really important because especially if you're ever applying for other loans or grants or just want to have a clear picture of where your business stands, those numbers need to be accurate. All right, so you might be wondering now that I have this balance sheet and I've looked at it, I've opened it, how does it help me to make strategic decisions? Well, the first is cash on hand. And what we talked about earlier in terms of these limits or at least baselines that you want to start saving towards is that you want to have cash. You want to have a cushion, expecting that more income is coming in, but really being able to fill the gaps for when it doesn't. Now, a lot of people think about cash on hand as really being beneficial through hard times like recessions or pandemics. But this is also important just from a cash flow timing issue. For example, let's say that you get paid on net 30 terms, but you have to pay your people, your team, your suppliers throughout the month. You may be getting money after you have had to already have these expenses. And so cash on hand really helps you to fill that gap, to spend money on those expenses as they need to be paid for while you're waiting on your income to actually hit. That's why it's so important to have this money available to you, not just when you think that times are going bad, but really as a good practice and a good habit throughout the year and the life of your business. You also are looking at your accounts receivable, right? You want to see what is owed to you and what is that balance looking like? How many invoices are overdue? How far overdue are they? That'll start having you ask asking questions about, do you need to follow up with somebody? Do you need to change your payment terms? Maybe net 30 isn't ideal for the type of work that you do and you need to shorten those. You also wanna be careful to make sure that it's reflecting accurately. Are there any invoices that you already know are not gonna get paid? Write those off. Part of the reason that we want to make sure that that's happening is because when you are looking at your balance sheet, it should be giving you an accurate financial picture of what is coming, right? And so if you're looking at your accounts receivable and it shows that you have $50,000 on its way to you, you might have a little less hesitation about spending money out of the business. But what if one of those was a $25,000 invoice that is 180 days overdue? We're pretty sure that that's not going to get paid. Would you make different decisions about your business and would you make um, different strategic points for the future about where your business is headed in terms of how you either update how invoices are sent and paid um, all the way to how do we manage funding when we know that some of this money is actually not going to come in. I want to give you an example of where a balance sheet can really give you some information about questions that you might ask the business. If you've ever looked at your P&L and said, wait, it looks like I'm profitable, like I'm making money, but I don't have any money in the bank, your balance sheet probably has the answers. For example, we had a client, have had a couple of clients who have been making significant profit, but there was no money in the bank because so much was being spent on personal expenses and owner's drop. And again, as I've told you in other episodes, numbers are not necessarily good or bad by themselves. But what I do want you to know is when you see a huge profit of five, six figures on your profit and loss statement and you have very little money in the bank account, when you're wondering where it went, you're not going to be able to see that on your profit and loss statement. But you may be able to see it in loan paydowns. 
Yes, I was profitable, but I also paid off a major loan this year. Or I took a lot of money out of the business in order to pay for some personal expenses. If you only use your profit and loss statement as a gauge for how the business is doing, you really miss out on this opportunity for you to be able to see where the cash is going, how it's being spent, and how it should be used. So make sure that you're using both reports, both the P&L, which is telling you how you're doing over time, and the balance sheet, which is a snapshot to say this is where you stand right now. Overall, we just want to make sure that you're looking at your balance sheet to give you a sense of, again, what you own and what you owe. Get an overall idea of how much money is available to you and how much is on its way. In addition to that, we want to know how much you're going to have to send to other people. It doesn't matter if you have a huge chunk of money in your bank account if most of that is due to loans, credit cards, or other liabilities that are going to be owed. We want to make sure that you have a balance of both. And at the very least, you're aware of those numbers so that you can make really smart decisions about how you're going to spend your money. All in all, that is all that I have to tell you about the balance sheet today. Join us next week where we're going to use the information building from episode one and episode two in this series to talk about your budget and forecast, using the information that you're putting in for the now to plan for your business future. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.